We're Not Dead, a podcast about a story of survival. Ladies first, Sarah, a.k.a. Mushrooms. Hello, everyone. How you doing, girlfriend? I am extremely sunburned. But other than that, that, I'm perfect. Well, I'm actually at the beach right now. I'm taking time out of my vacation to be on because this is just how much I love we're alive and we're not dead. I I forget. Are you East Coast? Yes, I am East Coast. I'm at the Outer Banks in North Carolina right now. North Carolina. Oh, we used to have, uh, our family used to have a beach house in Wilmington. Oh. It was awesome. Uh, I hate you because it is cold and rainy and miserable here, but enjoy your summer. No, no you don't hate I us. I hope it peels. No, you would much <laughs> rather have your weather because it was kid, 78 in our office, Brittany. This kid who keeps interrupting. You know, Look, I, you're, you said talk as much as you want because uh, we don't have a whole lot to talk about. I know, I know, <laughs> but I got to get the introductions out and then you're free to roam. Whatever. Okay, that's me. Who cares? Also, Adrian HD. Yo, 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 yo. Okay, so. Wow. Dang, he's a hipster. I know, that was intense. (laughs) So we call you Adrian. Yes. Yo, Adrian. Okay. Oh, God. Um, So, Adrian, I understand that you're in the middle of a storm right now? Uh, yeah. You guys are complaining about your weather. It's, It's raining, windy, and it's still 100 degrees. Okay, so if you cut Ouch. out, we just talk to ourselves. Oh, 100 degrees? Sorry, that just registered. Yeah, me. there's no air conditioning right now at the moment either. I'm dying. Oh, you must be like a sticky, sweaty mess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you haven't been on this podcast before, so why don't you tell us a little about We're Alive or how you encountered We're Alive and all that good stuff. Uh, Greg Miller shoved it oh, in our throats. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah, he, he Damn you, Greg. It. He shoved oh, it in our throat. Like every every podcast, he mentioned this We're Live thing, and I was bored. So I checked it out, and I liked it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Greg, he's not here. He blamed a little thing called E3. Maybe you've heard of it. What it's, a a bunch, it's a nerd convention. I know. Who cares about E3? I'm just kidding. Okay, so who's your favorite character? Okay, okay. so I, I used to be the whole Kalani. usual. No, no, no. no. <laughs> oh, I, I used to be the whole Saul and, and Bert thing, but mm-hmm. I, I watched the We're Live Q&A. And uh-huh. I have the biggest crush on Jenna and Scratch now. Oh, yeah. And oh, my goodness. You kidding me. Not, not to mention, Jenna and I also share the same birthday, so it, it's the coolest thing in the it's world. Fake. Oh, it's meant to be. Yeah, it's so it, 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 it's, it's Scratch. Um, Adrian so likes you... bad boys. Or bad girls. No. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you listen Very to nice. last week's episode of We're Not Dead? Adrian? Yes. Okay, so you know what Scratch is going to do to you. Yeah. I, I'm okay. totally fine with it. Okay. Really? Yeah. Dang, you're a sado. Yeah. Wow, that's, why not? that's a little much. <laughs> hey, that's, you know, that's it, it's 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 a once in a in a lifetime chance. <laughs> you can only yeah, do it once. Only you are correct. Once, it so. can only happen <laughs> once. So go crazy. Wow. Okay. So, um, if you guys have anything you want to say to fill up any time, go for it. If not, I'll just jump into the chapter. Uh, I'll just say that I am ready to bring absolutely no insight whatsoever into this episode, <laughs> just like normal. I'll, I'll contribute. <laughs> I'll contribute after you give the whole summary of everything. Okay. And Great. I am um, read through the, all like all of the forums over the past like two days. I've just been reading every like rumor and theory that, and my brain hurts. Like, I, I'm so confused. I don't know what to think right now. I know. They all kind of, like, mush into one big 
posts about the same thing after like 200 of them. I've I've got my theory down. You got That's, it. I've got my okay. theory down. Okay. I'm ready to hear it. I, I'm confident. Later. <laughs> Later. Good job, Eve. Good job. Um, so I'm gonna go through this. If you guys wanna interrupt at any point in time, tell me something I missed, or just feel like saying random obscenities. I don't care. Go for it. Okay, so it starts out with Michael is narrating. He says he was upstairs when it happened. It was around noon, and he was talking with Tanya and checking on a task that he gave her. Now, I got the idea, the impression that she was scanning the journals or copying them. Yeah, she's scanning yeah. them to make it lighter on the on the helicopter when they eventually leave. Right, right, okay, because... I thought Michael, they were just trying to go green. So much for that idea. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. Okay, that's what I thought. Um and as she's scanning them, she's reading them. Um, and as soon as she's done scanning them, she and the rest of the tower are going to toss out the hard copies. So Which I think is a bad idea because hard drives, I don't know if it's just my luck, but hard drives for me crash all the time. So oh, I don't, I, I wouldn't trust the electronics. I don't know what they're thinking. I know. Maybe they have two of them. Dun, dun, Still. Dun. <laughs> Kalani checks in before he departs with Datu and promises to check in with Michael and let him know if the helicopter is flyable. He also tells them that the roof isn't complete yet, but there are others working on a zip line from their roof to a building next door. They are also going to grease it up with lard, so there's no way to climb up the building. So I have to admit something. At first, I thought Clonnie was talking about they were going to grease up the entire side of the tower with lard. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. I had to listen to that a few times. I don't know if I was just zoning out or whatever. I'm like, that's a lot of fun. And then I was like, that's not even feasible. So Where'd anyway, they get all that bacon grease? Yummy. Uh, so that'll give them a clean space to land the chopper if they find another one. Kalani then leaves. Tanya tells Michael that while reading the journal, she came across the sweat jar experiment. She said that she would like to expand on that and a few other experiments. She and Michael then have a brief conversation that might sound familiar as Greg and I reenacted it several episodes of We're Not Dead Ago. <laughs> but yeah, our, our version was so much better, but this is what it, what it was. Tani tells Michael that the colony never experienced any, any of the types of zombies that the tower did. Michael then brushes away the thought as he has the mindset of, hey, we're going to be 150 miles away from here. The crazy shit that is here can stay here. Tani then says, what if it's already there? So then Michael allows her to write down a few ideas. At that time, the armory uh, alarm... Inter interjection. Yep. Um, well, she, she, uh, Tanya said that they didn't know about the smell thing, but Victor did with the cologne. Right. So I, I I seen someone type that out on the forums, but I just assumed that because Victor was out there and all like face to face with zombies a lot more, he just kind of figured that out on his own. And he probably just kept it to himself. Yeah, that's kind of the idea. Exactly, that's my impression too. Um, so at that time, the armory alarm goes off. Michael asks, "What the hell is that?" And Tony responds with, "You're asking me. It's your building." I thought that was kind of cute. Yeah, that was funny. It was adorable. So as Michael heads down the stairs, he runs into Angel, and together they head to the guard room. Michael enters the combo and they scout the room. There's no one inside and nothing appears to be missing. They can't kill the alarm as it's wired downstairs to the guard room, so they destroy the speaker. As they stand there contemplating for a brief moment, Michael suddenly snaps to and asks Angel who is downstairs with Hope. They both make a mad dash for the guard room and they run past Riley who asks, What's going on? As they make their way to the guard room, they come across a dying as they make their way into the guard room, they come across a crying hope and a dead Pippin. So Hope is Oh no, oh no. I know. They wouldn't kill off Hope because she hasn't really fulfilled that purpose for Datu, I don't think, yet. You don't think so? Yeah. What would, what yeah, would Greg say here? What would Greg say? He'd say he he was probably <laughs> incredibly frustrated that Hope it's was still probably, alive. He probably was walking for toe and kicked his dog. He's like, damn it, she's alive. <laughs> he, hates, he hates kids and blind people, apparently. Um, Angel then acts like douche McDouchebag and forgets that Hope is uh, blind and angrily asks her who did it. 
I totally saw that coming. I knew Angel would say that just because of how he is. I knew someone was going to be like, who was it? You know, and I, I, it was. Well, you can't assume she's dumb and that she wouldn't try to get at least a couple clues, like, you know, sounded footsteps, breathing. I mean, let's let me stick you in a room blindfolded, okay? And then let me shoot (laughs) someone right next to you. Let's see how you. I'm not. I'm not saying that she knew or didn't know. I'm saying that it's a reasonable question to ask if she could figure it out. I, I still think it was a dick move on Angel's well, act. Whatever. He... Michael still came back and did the same thing. He said, okay, all right. You, we know you Michael can't give scream. me exactly who it was, but tell me what you heard. It's a 14-year-old blind girl that just got a guy shot next to her. In a no, I agree. Apocalypse. He should not have been screaming at her, but it's still a reasonable question. It was the way he worded it. He yeah. said... Who was it? You were right here. She has to know something. I think yeah. he said something along the lines of she has to have seen something. I think he actually did say that. I, um, I think so. So then Riley ended up following Angel and Michael into the guard room and also discovers Pippin. Michael asks if she saw anyone walking past them and she says she didn't. It turns out the shooter also shot the radio. Riley starts panicking, asking if there's another radio, when Kelly walks in as well. It turns into a big yelling match when Michael orders everyone inside the mess hall and requires that nobody washes their hands. So fast forward a little later, Tanya is consulting Hope. We hear Angel tell Michael that someone brought the other radio from the roof down. Dati told Angel that he and Kalani were together the whole time and left before anything had happened. Meanwhile, Riley has rounded everyone in the mess hall. Michael orders a head count and a statement from everyone. Michael then says that there are only three people there that could not have done it, meaning Michael, Angel, and Tanya. Michael asks Angel to put Riley at guard duty since no one is currently watching. Angel says that Pippin is still in the guard room and that Riley isn't exactly sober, but Michael tells him to put put a blanket between him and the monitors and he'll deal with Riley later. He also tells Angel to smell for gunpowder on everyone's hands. So then Tanya confronts Michael about earlier when he said that there are only three people that couldn't have shot Pippin. She asks Michael, you think she, meaning Hope, did it? Michael isn't ruling out the possibility. I just what a dick. <laughs> I know. I mean, if she's blind, you think she could really, like, maybe she would miss Pippin? I, I, I'm just, just saying. Maybe that's that. the explanation maybe. for the, why the radio got shot. Because exactly. I, still don't, I still don't understand why the radio got taken out. Like, throughout yeah. all of the theories and rumors that I read, no one really mentioned, like, exactly why shoot the radio. Right. Especially since there's another one. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me exactly. so maybe hope did do it and she just missed maybe her aim is just terrible uh so according to michael there's concrete evidence that okay so michael's questioning hope and she tells him everything that she knows although there wasn't much according to michael there's concrete evidence that riley wasn't the shooter he says that she reeked of her last binge drinking session and that hope didn't smell alcohol but this here would also rule out victor because of the cologne you think she would have said something at I, this point but he, he brings in the fact that it could be riley again and I, I, I got kind of confused here because I still, I still think Riley's a suspect. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if, if, if this is all true and all said and done, that it's, it, it's not her, I don't think it'd be Victor either. No. Well, okay. Why he, couldn't he she just go back to her room after she's shot and then just like splash some alcohol on her and say, man, what a, what a good alibi. <laughs> yeah. Stone drunk. That's also a possibility. Yeah, but you would think that if the whole smell thing was to come into play, at this point, Hope would have been like, oh, I smell... Unless that's going to happen later in case he wasn't ready to reveal that yet. Whatever. Um, per Tanya's recommendation, Hope is allowed to have some space and get some rest. Angel calls Michael over and says he found where the wire was cut that triggered the alarm. Obviously, the shooter didn't want to deal with Angel in the guard room and took advantage of the first time Pippin has been alone. 
Angel can't understand why someone would want to kill Pippin. Michael reminds Angel that no one really knew who Pippin was, and whoever killed him wanted it to stay that way. Angel says that not everyone has an alibi, including Victor, Riley, Kelly, and Lewis. Angel doesn't smell gunpowder in any of them, but since no one has bathed in days, he might have missed it. Michael has a mini outburst, and Angel calms him down and asks him where they start. Now, I'm, wait, now, at this point, Michael had already asked who the hell's Lewis, right? Yeah. Okay, yes. I just yeah. forgot to put that in. Yep. Okay, so Michael says they'll start with interviewing people as there's a slim chance they'd find, they would not find the weapon even if they tried to look for it. They'll look for holes in stories, including Datus and Kalanis. If they don't find anything, they'll remain on watch looking for something to pop up. Angel thinks that's a stupid idea that allowing everyone to roam free will just lead to another attack. Michael stops him right there and says that another attack might not happen. He thinks that whoever this was went through a lot of trouble not to hurt Angel and Hope. He thinks whoever this person is is now loyal to the tower. Angel questions that theory as he thinks that this is the same person that ratted them out to the Maulers. Michael says that if they start accusing everyone, people will begin to distress one another and they won't be able to stand unified if need be. Angel tells Michael that people are already suspiciously eyeing each other and that the only way for that to stop is if they think they catch, if they catch the person who did it. Michael then comes back with, or if they think we did. Da -da -da. So they think it over. And the ultimatum is that they need someone to take the blame for it. Then Lewis comes up. He's described as being skinny, with fi wearing faded jeans, skate shoes, and oversized t-shirts. He was still in the generator when it happened, and Angel saw him coming downstairs and noted that he smelled like gasoline. And then he makes a Jay Garrick joke. Anyone know? That's Nerd, a it's the original joke. Flash. That's what I thought. Okay. I know a lot of yeah. people weren't quite sure. Like me. Uh, so Angel and Michael plot to put the blame on Lewis, and Angel thinks he'll, take, he'll play ball. He calls Lewis a big nerd and says as long as you give him games, he'll be fine locked up. Who wouldn't it be, right? I know, right? I'm raising my hand. I'd be perfectly fine. Oh, yeah. The plan is to keep him until the helicopters are ready, and hopefully they'll catch the real rat between now and then. But so if then they don't, are they just going to, like, leave, like, not tell Lewis they're leaving? Just, like, slide some extra video games under and just be like, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll be give back them, like, in a couple Fallout, days. Yeah. yeah, give them, like, Fallout 3 or something. That'll keep him occupied. Yeah. <laughs> It would be fitting, too. It would. Yeah, very. Oh, yeah. Huh. Casey, idea. Uh, so <laughs> what? What idea? I think that's a good idea. Casey should implement it in there. Just leave Lewis and give him a copy of Fallout 3. Uh, uh, it turns out he is, a, he is a rat. Just watch. Oh, that would be <laughs> That uh, would be really lame. Yeah. No, well, the same thing with Steven. It was a red herring. I mean, it, it's it's totally obvious. Yeah. Steven's just a dick. Like, uh, I, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Steven, it better not be him. <laughs> either either one you want it, it's fine <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then it cuts to Bert and Saul they're just chilling in the shade as Kalani and Datu pull up Kalani exits the truck and points out that Bert and Saul found a jolly green giant a few people in the forums had called that That's they said that that was the helicopter that it was so kudos to you guys Kalani examines the chopper and notes that it is hydraulic fluid that has leaked it's not a complete deal breaker, it can be patched. Saul inquires about the tower, and Datu fills him in on the deets, and at this point Michael and Angel have taken custody of Lewis. Bert thinks the story sounds fishy. Saul wants to return to the tower, but Datu and Kalani insist that they stay, and say that it is what Michael wanted them to do. As Kalani does a look over of the chopper, he appears to be optimistic about it flying again. Bert asks if they should call back Jacob and James and have them stop searching for another chopper. Kalani tells Bert that they need two for the supplies. Bert asks who would fly the second one, and Kalani says he's found someone with a little experience that her father used to fly. He avoids telling them directly who it is. He then asks Datu and Saul to search for hydraulic fluid on the other side of the airport. 
Clawney radios back into the tower, and Riley intercepts and says she'll relay a message to Michael. Clawney says that the, helicopters are, the helicopter is fixable and to send her out. Saul asks dun, dun, Kalani, dun. Yeah, exactly. Saul asks Kalani who is coming out now, and Kalani says that while they're fixing the helicopter, he'll be teaching her. Bert figures out who they are talking about and starts whining that he will not get in a helicopter with this person. The pilot in question is Pegs. Oh Can I just say what a lousy cliffhanger this is? I seen that like right when he said her, it was like okay, I, I know, or when he said mm-hmm. the father was a pilot, and then like a minute later we heard the answer, and that's it. Episode over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a feeling it was gonna be Pegs from the very, you know, when they were talking about needing a second pilot. But for the people that you know probably only have done maybe one listen through, they probably very true. Not Casual that. listeners would not re- probably realize that it was just like very a one true. sentence thing that Peg said. Yeah, my father used to be a pilot, or whatever it was. So to them, they're probably like, Ooh, you know, and then they'll listen <laughs> back and they'll be all excited. But I, I mean, I agree. So for us, you know, we knew that was coming. But yeah, not not too too great, I guess. Can can I say that it was actually pretty cool that we got the tower right away from this episode? Because I, I thought we were gonna go straight to Lizzie afterwards. I wanted to go straight to Lizzie. Like, I'm dying <laughs> to know what's happening to Lizzie. I'm, like, freaking out. I'm, you don't want to know what's I, happening to I, Lizzie. I don't see but much do. happening over there. I think she's Her fine still. Her carcass so. is rotting in the sun. <laughs> oh, well, that's not what I was going to say. No. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this was an episode, you know, where a few things happened that had been heavily predicted on the forums. Um, Zombiepodcast.com slash forum. One, that the radio was shot. Two, Hope was not dead. And three, the pilot would be pigs. We're getting too good for you, Casey. Come on. Yeah, this we really are. Way, yeah, it's too predictable now. Uh, getting easy. So if you might recall Wraith, who was our guest on last episode, he said that he hated knowing what was going to happen. So how did you guys feel? Do you think it was cool that you knew what was coming? Or are you kind of boner killish? Um, I still don't know who the, the you know. Rat? I mean, unless, unless it's Steven then I'll be I'll be happy mm-hmm. you know like because I still don't know who that is I mean sure we predicted that you know the pilot would be pegs that you know other things the radio blah 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 but so you uh, want the no. bad guy to be Steven like I... no 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 I'm saying oh. unless it's Steven I will be happy oh okay okay sorry I misheard yeah. you no it's all right no that was kind of a confusing statement don't worry about it yeah bees you suck Never come back. You're never coming on this podcast again. You're I think never I, coming back. I think I tell you that. I think every you've episode. said that every episode. Yeah. <laughs> nice. What about you, Adrian? What do you think? Uh, the episode was all right. I, I like the episode how it was. Just it was just filled with a bunch of yelling and tension and all that. Mm. Uh, he also Casey published the episode super early. Like I, I heard it like when it went up at like four in the morning. So, oh really? Yeah. So I was like half asleep Couldn't listening sleep. to it, but I was I was all giddy about it. You're all giddy. Yeah, it was interesting because I, when I take my notes, they're usually only like a couple pages and they're just like a few sentences, but this was like two and a half pages of paragraphs. There was a lot to talk about, but not a lot to talk about, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's, it's setting us up for the finale. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Sarah, we haven't talked to you about the whole like rat theory. Do you have a theory on who the rat is? I, oh man, I keep going back and forth for a while. Um, back way back when, before all of this shooting business, uh, came about, I was kind of torn with the original rat thing. I wasn't sure. I, I thought Kelly for a little bit and then, but I'm seeing these Riley theories and I'm kind of liking those, but I'm still kind of up in the air. The one thing that I do believe though, I don't necessarily think the rat and the shooter are the same person. I don't know know why everyone's assuming that because, I mean, I guess 
I don't know. I just don't see the assumption that Pippin was um, a plant or anything. I, I just, I'm not getting that. I don't see the Maulers being that organized of a unit to well, like put I a think... mole out. I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't really want to put all my eggs in one basket and assume that the shooter and the rat are the same person yet until like I get a little bit more evidence. Right. So. Well, I, I, I personally do think they're the same person, but I don't think at this point that um, Pippin was a mole. I think he was uh, a regular guy who escaped and he was one of the slaves. So he would recognize people who were in the Mueller camp and that's why they shoot, shot him. And the whole thing about hit, uh, the shooter taking special care not to shoot Michael or, or An- Angel and Hope. blind girl. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I think that would just be to keep their anonymity and not kill you know, three people. You know, but why the radio? Yeah, why? that's why. To disrupt communication? I mean, <clears throat> unless... This was something that crossed my mind for a split second. Unless, like, they have another radio. So the first thing I was thinking is, okay, maybe they're shooting that because something else is about to happen. But they have another radio that Riley currently has. So unless, like, Riley turns out to be evil and she's in control of the only radio... I can't see, you know, because you would think if they shoot the radio with the intention of disrupting all communication, they would have shot the other radio, too. Or I dropped it off the building or, or hit it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Adrian? Uh, are we talking about the radio still? Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I don't know for the radio right now. I, I think it was just because Hope had control of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they, I guess just to tell anyone, but I, I really don't know about the radio. The radio is still a mystery to me. Okay, so who do you think the rat is? Um, okay, so I think it's Riley. I'm, 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 oh man! I'm, so you're you're in the whole she splashed alcohol on herself, right? That's okay, me. Okay, so I mean, like, <laughs> my theory. I when I went through the whole series, I thought it was Kelly, but after mm-hmm. like the last like episode or two, I was just convinced that it was Riley. So I mean, you know how you know you've talked about this how. When we find out who the rat is, we're going to go through the episode, like season one, and, and just with that mindset, like, oh, this is why she did it. This is why she did it. Exactly. I went, yeah. I went through the first season over this weekend with the mindset that, like, I just, I just put in my head, like, as if it had happened. I, I just put in my head, like, Riley did this. Riley was the one who did this. Uh-huh. And I did mean, it connect dots? Yeah, and you know what? Um, oh, even, if she, even if she's not it, there are a lot of coincidences that happen. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So when when would she have made the pack with the Maulers? So when they first talked to the Maulers, when, when she had sex with Scratch because they're both lesbians. <laughs> of oh course. God. So when the Maulers. That when, by the uh, way, that was the the fanfic that Greg and I were talking about last week. We got one. Oh, continue. Oh, no. Sorry, Adrian. Go you know, no, actually, you know what? Let me bring this up, Britt. Okay, so you What's you up? had the community the community uh, uh, reenactment, right? Uh huh. Okay, so I sent you an email asking if I can make my idea. You never responded back to me. What idea was it? It was the one where I was gonna re—I was gonna write my own ep- or, uh, chapter one, but it was gonna have a different perspective on it. Oh, uh, are you sure? Because I remember I did ask Casey, and he said that that would be okay. You and never I, responded back to me. You know what, Adrian HD? I have so many emails coming up my ass. You need to follow up with me more often. You can't. Well, I, I, I followed up with you once, and you said you'd get back to me. I didn't want to follow up again because I didn't want to be like rude or anything. Uh, okay, see, this is funny because everyone, people that ask to come on to this episode, they send me an email like a month in advance, and I'm like, you have to keep nagging me. So I apologize, Adrian. But for future references for everybody, send me five or six emails before you give up all hope because 
See, what you really need is you need to be like me and get her special private exclusive red carpet email address. I need an assistant, bees. Are you available? <laughs> For a nominal fee of $5 an email. I did yes. write part of the script, so maybe I'll just throw it out to you and Greg and just reformat it so you guys can read it. Okay. Well, so we'll if, you're done, if you're done calling me out, continue, Yeah, please. okay. <laughs> um, so when, when uh, Latch and Scratch first, like, talked to the tower when they were downstairs, mm-hmm. um, this was shortly after uh, Lizzie rejected uh, Riley. Like, this is probably, like, a part afterwards when, uh, when Lizzie started talking about Saul and Riley started sounding all depressed. Mm-hmm. And then she was, she was also drunk during this. So okay. th- that that seems was, to be it, it seems like blame it on the alcohol. If, is, yeah, is that's, 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 that's that's actually what I would think. So okay, so then that and then when they come back from when Angel and Riley come back from the the arena, her shop was stolen from. So I assume that maybe she has had distrust in everyone after that. Um, okay. During the during the party, Angel had to quote unquote find Riley because they couldn't find her, and she was whole, she was she was there for like two seconds of the, the party. Oh, so you looked into that. Okay, I see. Because when you first listen to that, you think, oh, Angel's just going to go find her. You know, she's off mingling. He's going to get Yeah, so I, I took okay. it that way. Okay. Um, That's true. I see that. That she wasn't present during the talk with Michael and Durai. Okay. Um, she didn't say anything during the vote of having a day off or not. So, I mean, it's not. she's not encouraging or discouraging. So, I, I guess I was just neutral. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is just me thinking this, but she seemed kind of calm during the whole war thing. Like, she, she seemed, she didn't seem like, like frantic or anything as anyone else did. I thought she just sounded drunk, actually. <laughs> that, that might be it. Maybe I'm just listening. And um, there's two more points. So uh, after they find, after Michael, Angel, and Bert find that Bert, Bill took everything, they assume okay he was a rad. So that's it. And then a scene later when they have to go down the fire truck and fight, I find it funny that Angel brings up that he trusts Riley because they have to bring down Riley. Angel specifically oh. says, "I trust Riley with everything." I assume that's because of the arena experience. Yeah, that was that the arena. Had. That was the arena. But I find that if 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 she is it, that probably would have been a little bit foreshadowing because it was literally the scene right afterwards. Yeah, that would be. And interesting. then and there's one point that I don't know if I'm just over listening and I haven't heard anyone say it. So during the Durai and Michael talk, when everyone's talking on there, Durai knows everyone's name, but mm-hmm. when Pegs goes on there, he doesn't know her name. And if you listen in the in, in the earlier episodes, when Pegs and Riley are fighting, Pegs gets mad at Riley for not saying her name correctly. Oh, I see where you're going with that. Okay. Yeah, she, she uh, Peg says, yeah, Pigs. yeah. And my name is not my name is not Beast. So I, I maybe maybe Durai just knew that she they didn't know that they didn't know her name because she said it really weird. I don't know, but mm. that's 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 something that I, that may be a stretch. But I thought that that was kind of. That, I wouldn't put it beyond Casey, honestly. I wouldn't put anything yeah. past him at this point. That that seemed kind of fishy that he didn't know her. That has something to do with the rat, that he didn't know her name. You know what would be awesome is to be Casey and listen to this and know that Riley wasn't Yeah, yeah. The, I'm gonna the rat. The You're like, man. You, you know what? He's probably going to rewrite the ending. Oh, you, know, you know what? Uh, Just victory. to fuck you over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, Casey. You guys are too full of yourselves. I can't have that. I mean, again, it's, it's Kelly. But Kelly was also the one... F- that wanted the day off. She was like drunk hitting on all the guys at the party. I don't see why she would like tip off that they were having a party if she was having fun. Uh, yeah, she had a crush on Durai and really wanted him to come. <laughs> uh, Kalani yeah, was. Yeah, she did. <laughs> Kalani, dun, dun, Kalani was like dancing and, and he also wanted the day off too. I don't see Kalani being a rat either. Mm-hmm. Honestly, at this point, for me, it's between Victor and Riley. I used to think it could have been Kelly, but I'm still under the theory. Wait, that- wait, Victor as the rat? 
Or the shooter. He couldn't be the rat. Victor can't be the rat. That's the thing. No, he can't be the rat. But maybe. Well, because this is the thing is I'm struggling. I'm having internal struggles because because I like the theory that the rat and the person are the same thing. But Victor is the only person I can think of that might have some involvement. But then that contradicts my theory that they're the same person. I think Victor's too good. I think he's 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 worthwhile. I don't think he's gonna get like he's gonna get shoved off. Otherwise, the only person I can think of is Kelly. I mean, uh, is Riley. It's it's Kelly and Riley because it's also funny that they were both in the in the in the security guard room. Like I thought that was kind of like the hint because it's Riley. It's between Riley and Kelly to me right now. It, it's one or the other. Yeah, I don't think it's Kelly because I still think when Pippin said, "It's you," it was somebody he hasn't seen before in the tower. And yeah, he it, it puts it towards the fact that it was. Uh, that, that's the thing about that's contradictory. So it, when Pippin says it's you, it sounds like oh he's pointing out someone he hasn't seen yet at this tower. Mm-hmm. But he, he knows who it is, but he hasn't seen yet. But mm-hmm. then he talks to Kelly, so that kind of rules her out. But then exactly. Michael Michael says, oh, well, it can't be Riley because she reeked of alcohol. Right. That's why my brain hurts right now. Yeah, so, so. It, it's – it's one thing is contradictory here, so I, I don't know. I was – see, I'm kind of more on the Riley camp now too, and I was trying to think of what all the possible um, connections would be between – Riley and Pippin and this is really really stupid and this is like more grasping at straws than I think they're European yeah they're both European and at one point okay and Riley used to be a chef and Mm -hmm. isn't doesn't Pippin at one point he's like talking about this really good food he had somewhere yeah he keeps talking about restaurants oh yeah yeah, I don't I don't know like that's just really really out there but you know maybe was he talking about restaurants in Europe I I I forget no, yeah, I But the know, thing I is, I, I wouldn't think that they would have a relationship because I, I still think he's just a regular guy. But still, I still think he was a prisoner. But still, Sarah, that's a point. Yeah, I, mean, I don't we're know. We're all grasping at straws at this point, so it doesn't make any difference. Uh, I, I think if you were going to go by, like, evidence, I think the... Or not evidence, but uh, the most compelling argument, it would be for Steven. Mostly because of that whole thing there, he didn't want to go and see Pippin. Well, Steven's a cop-out answer, though. He's a red hair. It's, it's I know he to is. Throw I know. Off. I know. But I'm saying, if you if you were to add it up, that's who you would. I, the the fact that we we're talking about Kelly being the mole and not Pippin or not uh, Steven doesn't make sense because I think he's a much better candidate, even if he is the obvious choice. Well, I mean, Kelly just got her since since the whole colony thing. Kelly's been a lot better on our minds. But I mean, if you listen to if you listen to the first half, she totally sounds like rat material. Ever since, well, ever since Tommy died, she's turned her act around. Um, I think he did that. He wrote that in on purpose. Oh, definitely. To make us think it's her for the first third of the show. My brain hurts. <laughs> Dang, Casey. Ugh. And so the thing about, you know, it would make more sense if it was Steven. I think because they use this Lewis character kind of as like a fallout, like a cop-out character or whatever you want to call him. Fallout? Is fallout. that because he's going to play Fallout? <laughs> um, I don't think that, you know, Steven, I think that'd be too... Two boner kills, to say the least. I know. I agree. Yeah. Um. So. I sure hope it's not, because Casey's probably like, man, people are going to be so disappointed now. Okay, so how do you guys feel about um, the whole plan Michael has to blame everything on Lewis until the actual rat will hopefully pop up or whatever? 
at first when he started with the way the music was playing and the way they were talking, I thought they were going to suggest like one of them take the fall for it. I don't know why, but it just, oh. it was just like a funny thing in my head. Like Michael was like, I'll be the martyr, you know, like captain will go down <laughs> with the ship or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I thought Michael was going to pull like a hero move and be like, I did it guys, you know, and then Angel will take over and Wraith has a fucking party. So, oh God, <laughs> I bet Wraith had a party anyway, because he was a total douchebag in this episode well like you said he was a douche he was douche mcdouchebag uh bees what do you think um i wasn't really paying attention okay the question was you asked that um (laughs) what do you think about the ultimate the ultimate Uh, i know what you're saying yeah um i think it's a little ill-conceived like i think they kind of thought of the idea before they kind of pieced together how it might work Mm -hmm. but i'm guessing they'll they'll be able to wing it and and i mean they can't resolve this season without exposing the rat so i'm pretty sure it'll work mostly mostly because of the shortness of the season not because of the circumstances and adrian um i i i don't know they don't really have anything else to do i mean they've they've had this right here for i don't know how long already they need to do something to get them out of there before they leave if they take them then that's that's too sketchy for them to keep living on like that yeah, Michael's yeah, that's a good point. not worried at all. It doesn't seem like he's that worried at all. He's like, yeah, just let their loyal to us now. Just let him go. I think he's still, like, focused on get, getting the hell out of Dodge. I mean, I'm yeah. sure he's paying attention. He's Maybe internally he's pissing himself. But it seems like it's kind of something he's brushing to the side and hoping resolves itself. Um. Okay, so did you guys have any other topics you wanted to bring? I mean, do you think Pegs will have the balls to fly Choppa? I want her to. Yeah. Yeah, girl power. No. I think they should just dump all the characters who don't even have names and then just fly off with the important people. Because <laughs> there's like 25 people on this tower who like aren't even characters. Just get rid of them. Just shoot them all. I know Britt hasn't. Have you two seen Lost? I've seen, no. I saw up through season four. Yeah, well that, I think, no, you'd missed. Okay, so on season five, they just literally they kill off all the, all the extras. It's like in one scene. They should just do that. Oh. See? That's what they need to do. That would make things a little more, I don't know. It would like, make I things guess. a little bit more compact. Because, I mean, we, we start, we're hearing names that we haven't heard before. It's kind of getting complicated. Lewis and Jacob, Steven. James. We had James and, yeah, everyone. Jacob and, yeah. Cool dudes. Well, is that it? If not. <laughs> For the episode? Yes. Yeah. Britt's like, yes, let's finish. Okay, so I'll... No, 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 it's fine. So I'll just wrap up a few things, and then, Adrian, you had things you wanted to promote, right? Yo, Adrian. Okay. Okay, so I'll just do this real quick. Okay, so that wraps this episode up. Don't forget to submit any Gatekeepers Bad Day contest entries. Remember that there is a spiffy prize, Pete's prize Packers trip. I don't even know what it was. Um, Comrade Narf. Did I screw his name up again? Comrade Narf. Dang it. I suck. Comrade Narf. He's running it. You get a t-shirt, bottle, two bottles of water, and a poster. Details for that will be after this episode. And also, as a heads up, next week's We're Not Dead might come a day late, as Greg and I will both be in L.A. for E3, but I'm going to try to bring you an episode with Nick Voodoo and another guest. I don't know who yet. Ooh. You bastards. Ooh. I'm jealous. I know. Is it the rat? <laughs> I think I think she's jealous of the going to E three Bs. Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> what are you talking about? What? I said, is the guest the rat? Oh, That's who it, was, it was just random. <laughs> I got you. 
<laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, so that'll be exciting. So it might come Saturday. It might even come Sunday. I don't even know. All right, Adrian, you had some things you wanted to talk about. All right, I'm going to extend this podcast a little bit. All right, so first, um, if you're on zombiepodcast.com's forum, um, Casey... How do they get to that, Adrian? How do they get to that? They go to zombiepodcast.com, and they go to forum, and they sign up, and smiles. Yes. Um, So Casey's been talking about... I don't know if I should say this because he's not confirmed yet, but he's been talking about a season two finale stream. Yes. So, I mean... He said, I got a quote here. So he said, if we stream at 10 a.m. on a Saturday, more people will be able to listen. And we would still release the finale right afterwards. 10 a.m. Pacific? Uh, a.m., I believe it's I'm Pacific. He didn't say. He didn't say. He's in California. Yeah, so it, it's, okay. it's Pacific, I'm sure. So, I mean, if you guys have an idea, if you guys want, I guess, want that, go on the forum, uh, say something. What do you guys think? Uh, I know there's a lot of people uh, not in America that won't be able to do that. Um, but I guess just say, say what you think. So we can tell Casey what Man, we want. Man, if I wasn't there, I would just stay up all night. Screw it. Yeah, it's it's all Saturday, in America. So. You just just suck it up. It's just one night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a finale. I'm very patient, so I don't really care either way. Oh well, aren't you perfect? I'm a Gran Turismo fan. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know if we should cut out since I wasn't sure, but uh, he also said that it's probably going to be a one hour long episode, like a whole episode. Mm-hmm. So it, it's mm-hmm. it's going to be a cool stream if if it happens. Okay, um, so he's doing all three episodes. He's just doing a chapter finale. Sorry. I believe so, yeah. I okay. would die if that were the case. I would be so happy. <laughs> I know. That would Sarah, be I'd rather just get a monthly episode that, and have what, that. That's what he said to you, Sarah, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I was <laughs> oh, on Twitter, and I read an out reply. Oh, so yeah, it was yeah, no, you're, you're right. You're right. That totally was me. I, I get, sorry, I get a lot of <laughs> tweets and at, at replies, so I, but yeah, no, I, um, it was after I listened to an episode and I like said something about it and he said, yeah, we're thinking about making the finale an hour long. And I probably, Just the reason I forgot pants. about it is because like my oh. brain exploded. I had like an aneurysm because I was so <laughs> happy about it because that would be <laughs> so ideal. So yes, yes, you were correct. It was me. <laughs> All right. I got, okay. A few more. Th- okay. So if you're on there while you're at it, go look at the blogs on there. There's a lot of blogs that go on. They're pretty interesting actually. Um, uh, zombie head does one that's called the spoilers review he talks about the previous episode or part job does hopeless protectors it's like a story they call me they call me Ro- revolver sorry uh he did one where he showed you how to make salt water drinkable in case of a zombie apocalypse <laughs> and i've Get been doing out. i've been doing something called zombie battlegrounds where i just give you a scenario uh the first one was i put you in vegas i put you in a specific spot i tell you what kind of zombies they are what time of day it is who you're with and you gotta tell me how you would survive in that so go around and, and check out how those are. They're really cool, actually. I check those out a lot. Does Casey ever participate in those? I don't think so. Yeah, he does. Does he? Sure. It gets, okay. people, it gets people motivated. <laughs> All right. <laughs> whole, everyone participates in that. Um, you guys also mentioned the Jim Gleason ad is back up on the We're Not Dead uh, Facebook. I posted that back up because I don't know you, what sir. happened to it. I saw that, and I laughed the entire time. It was so funny. It, it's, an extended, it's, a, it's an extended version, I think, from the last one where he's actually oh, talking. Oh, really? Oh, he talks? Yeah, in the very <gasps> beginning. Okay. He says stuff about family and, I don't know. Oh, lies. Jim doesn't know. care about family. It's, it's all a lie. Um, yes. If you're interested in this story, there's actually one other thing I follow on the internet called Marble Hornets. Um, I've, I know I got Obamacat on the forum hooked on it. He can't sleep anymore. It's, uh, Why? Is it Canadian? It's a, it's a story about a myth of a man that's like eight or nine feet tall who wears a suit with no face and really long arms. And it's all on YouTube, so check it out. It's, I'll, I don't know where I would throw it up. I threw it up on the forum like months ago, but check it out. It's actually really interesting, and it kills time in between episodes if those things pop up. 
Um, right. And I got a question. I guess I'll throw up a question if, if I guess since we didn't answer an email or something. Sure. Oh yeah, we don't have any. So, I mean, we do. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll get back to that. Continue. All right. So get back to it. If okay, so say we're all in a zombie apocalypse. Say we were all hanging out with one celebrity. Who who would you want that to be? Would you want it to be someone strong so you would live through it, or would you want it to be someone entertaining? Like who would it be? <sighs> entertaining and strong. Can we change this to if you could be stuck with a video game character? That was already on the forum. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I know. There. That, that, <laughs> someone someone beat us in the punch, so it's celebrity. Okay, because I totally responded to that forum post. And bees, yes, I did say Alistair. Um, <laughs> yes, I know. I don't know. Character? I would pick, um, can it be anyone living or dead? Or no, like, it's how, living. How, they they, they got to be living right now. I don't know if you want to. Oh, I don't man, know, I don't, so I can't pick Abe Lincoln? Because I was going <laughs> to I don't know if you, well, Dang I guess it. it's a zombie apocalypse, so I guess you can hang out with them. I was going to pick young Harrison Ford. Oh. <laughs> young Harrison Ford. Young Harrison Ford, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Great. So he's, he's my ultimate. He's mind. the ultimate man, hands down, forever. Hundred percent stud, right there. Definitely. Dang. Um, I, I, you know, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto. I'll stay with that kid. Hopefully, he can speak, <laughs> he can speak fluent English. You know, understandable. And I think we'd have a lot to talk about. I think it'd be good times. All right. Uh, right. I don't know. I think I'd pick Adam Sandler, so that way I could shoot him for making dumb movies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, his last five movies have been crap. He made like three good movies in the nineties, and then only the last it. five. How about like all of them? Well, I haven't seen any of them. No, I'm not. For a all fan. I know, he's made like twenty movies in the past five years. What was the last good movie you liked of his? I don't know. Uh, Big Daddy. Billy Madison. <laughs> yeah, Big Daddy was actually probably the last one. That was actually a good one. That that was the last good uh, Adam Sandler movie. Everything uh, after that was garbage. All right, I, I I would pick Lady Gaga. I, I would love to make, make music. <laughs> oh, so you could kill her, right? She she would she would be interesting and just make music before we all die, you know. You know, I don't know what it is about her, but whenever she talks, I just waste an hour of my life and just watch her. She's <laughs> awesome. She could she could probably help kill stuff with. Um, she, her yeah, costumes. she might be bad. She she seems like she could be bad ass enough to hold a gun and kill a exactly. few, So why not? Yeah. Well, she yeah. wears a oh she could be the perfect decoy. She can wear that meat dress that she wore to that show <laughs> one time. I hope she can run fast. Raw, raw, raw. I, I know, I know. Zombie just wouldn't know if she's a woman or not, or because she, she's just wearing these humongous clothes that don't yeah. make sense. Yeah, that'd be weird. Uh, <laughs> they so don't make is, sense. Is that it, Adrian? Or do you have other things? No, that's it. Okay, I don't want to cut you off. All right. So that wraps it up for this episode of We're Not Dead. We do have some scripts that people submitted, but Pete is a character in almost all of them, so I figure you know I should wait until the real Pete is back before we act those out. You know I can do a darn good Greg Miller impression. Beyond! <laughs> <laughs> just scream into the mic constantly, and then just, just sound depressed when hope lives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I hate kids. Um, easier than it sounds. So, thank you, bees. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Adrian. And we're out. Hello, I'm Comrade Narf. You may remember me from such forums as teaching origami to household pets, but today I'm here to speak to you about the We're Alive forums, more specifically the I Hate Gatekeeper Club on the We're Alive forums. You see, at the I Hate Gatekeeper Club, well, we hate Gatekeeper. A lot. And we want to share that hatred with you. That's why, in cooperation with We're Not Dead, we're holding a Gatekeeper's Bad Day contest. 
What's that mean? Well, we want you, the fans of We're Alive, to come up with a scenario where Gatekeeper has a really bad day. Maybe he got mauled by Marcus's dogs. Perhaps he got beat up by Michael. Possibly he even got hit by Saul's Hummer. Anything, as long as it's not too morbid, is fair game. And you can do this in any medium you like. A script, a comic, a video scene with your friends, an audio drama, a song, even a five-movement Baroque symphony. Best of all, we're offering a prize for the best presentation depicting Gatekeeper's Carmaic comeuppance. We're cracking out the triple P for this. That's right, Pete's prize package. You'll get a We're Alive shirt, a poster, and of course, two bottles of Pete's water. This contest will run through chapter 22 of We're Alive, so get cracking on your entries. And keep listening to We're Not Dead. Thank you.